0: The last word with Matt Cooper. Marion McCone and Carl Thomas join us from the United States. And if Donald Trump for some reason doesn't run as a Republican candidate in next year's presidential election, it could be this character, Vivek Ramaswamy, who gets the Republican nomination. Have you heard much of him? Have you heard him rap?
1: He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's joking how everybody's joking now. The clocks run out. Time's up over plow. Snap back to reality. Up oh, there goes gravity. Up oh, there goes oh, he choke. He's so mad but he won't give up that. He's up that he's oak. He won't mad but he knows his own bad. It's all bad that he's choked. He don't mad but he's old He so bad and he knows when he goes back, back to his mobile home that's
2: when he's he back to the lab
0: and Okay, that's a V Vac me doing a bit of Lose Yourself by Eminem in the background to Eminem's apparent disgust but first of all who is this guy Marion what
2: should we make of him? Uh, he is basically a, one of these clowns, you know, there are thousands of Vivek Ramaswamis at the moment in the Republican party. They're these super smart young guys who sort of wear sharp suits. They're always at CPAC. They're always at the NRA and they see themselves as Trump version two. They're more extreme. They're more right wing. Uh, he's somebody who is a biotech entrepreneur. Uh, his family moved over from India. He was born here. He's, he's, he says his parents were um quite poor when they moved over. Uh, he's undoubtedly a very smart guy. He, he He's done very well for himself. He set up a number of biotech companies. He's got a whole bunch of legal actions against him, but that's sort of par for the course. Um, not not everything he has done has succeeded by any means. He was involved with an Alzheimer's drug that he hyped to the stratosphere. It went absolutely nowhere. Uh, and he, I first came across, as I say, at CPAC um, and... Sorry, he, what's, nobody, for
0: those who weren't familiar, what's CPAC? Oh, sorry. CPAC.
2: PAC is the, the annual mecca for right-wing Republicans. It, they meet every year in, in either Maryland or Florida, and every future candidate, every right-wing person, every right-wing TV personality, mm-hmm. they all gather there, and they all want some stage time. and nobody knew who he was then, and by the end of his shtick on stage, which was all about more extreme gun you know, permissions, uh, more extreme everything, Trump to the, to the nth degree, basically, and the crowd was cheering for him. He is Irrepressible. He has enormous self-confidence, but he talks a lot of nonsense. Basically, okay, um, and he 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 wants clickbait. He's a clickbait addict. He wants to be on TV. He wants attention. He's never going to be president. Carl Thomas, what do you make of this guy?
1: Well, if I were him, I don't think, uh, uh, you know, I would use a song called Lose Yourself if you want to win the Republican (laughs) nomination. But uh, I think Marion's right. He's not going to get it. He's just uh, he's a flashy guy. He's only 38 years old. Nothing that that there's anything wrong with being 38 years old. But I think uh, Nikki Haley, the uh, former U.N. ambassador, former governor of South Carolina, really nailed him during the Republican debate on his uh, lack of foreign policy experience where she charged – him with basically wanting to give up Taiwan to the Chinese and to uh, stop giving aid to Israel and to stop uh, uh, giving aid to uh, Ukraine to uh, uh, fight the Russians.
0: So, I, Sorry, I sir, Cal, think might they not be very popular policy decisions? I mean, the type of audience that he is appealing to may give little or no, have little or no interest in foreign policy. In fact, they believe it's America first, America only. Might he not be doing a clever thing in appealing to that sort of redneck position
1: oh my goodness boy how many words have we heard in just this few minutes let's see we've had extreme we've had right wing we've had mega we've had we've had red meat we've had all this all these labeling my goodness oh, look there's all with they're always extremists in both parties they're extremists in the democrat party uh f- frankly i wish somebody would, would define what extreme means because it seems to many people extreme only means what you disagree with or how they disagree with you. But he's not going to be the nominee. Over half of those polled don't want either Biden or Trump to be the nominee. And uh, the the problem is that you've got these dedicated people in both parties who during the primaries have their way in getting somebody nominated, not always can win. And I think we need to to take another look at how we nominate candidates president in this country. I think we'd be doing a better job if we uh, did uh, something along the lines of The Voice or American Idol TV show.
0: Hang on, slight diversion perhaps here, (laughs) but it is relevant. Could this, in some respects, be the battle of the potential VPs, and now one listener suggesting this guy Vivek Rameshami, will get the nomination as vice president to Trump. So could it be that, given the, the age of both of the main candidates, Trump and Biden, and concerns about perhaps whether they would be able to last through a full term in office, that a lot of people voting will be looking at the credentials of the vice president in case they have to step in, Cal?
1: Right. Well, the bigger question, though, Matt, is and it's being asked increasingly in political and journalistic circles is who would want to serve with Donald Trump, given his twisted personality, his uh, his. demand that people uh, have complete fealty to him and uh, his uh, propensity for denouncing anybody who disagrees with anything. The best thing a vice president can do for any president, whether it's a Republican or Democrat, in private is tell them the truth, especially when they disagree with them,
0: not to be a yes man. But, Cal, oh, yes, surely there would be no shortage of suckers who'd be willing to run for vice president on the basis that if Trump falls over or is toppled no. by no. his criminal activities, uh, been rewarded with a prison term, that they suck it up and they become the president.
1: Uh, well, you, you don't really run for vice president in the sense that you run for president. The one who is nominated in each party picks the person that he or she wants to run with and basically is ratified at their respective political conventions. But I don't think anybody up on that stage, if Trump gets nominated and if he survives in any way, which is very debatable, uh, these massive numbers of uh, legal challenges that are coming down toward him in very short order, we can talk about that as well, uh, is going to want to serve with him. I I think, uh, you know, he'd have to find somebody else who would be completely Completely and totally, a thousand percent loyal, and I don't think that'd be a good thing either.
2: Do you think he'll find somebody, Marion? Well, I th- I think that the point you made there, Matt, is actually really interesting because you have two elderly men um, and it, anything could happen to either of them, more likely in Trump's case of prison sentence, as you said. And so I think that there is more of a focus on, well, who's the number two here? Who's the person who's going to step in if something happens? You know, if Biden becomes incapacitated, Trump ends up in prison or is hit by a golf ball, you know, whatever. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, Nikki Haley, to me, would be a good choice choice for Trump. I think she acquitted herself very well uh, on the debate stage. Trump apparently does not like her at all, but I think she'd be a smart choice. Uh, I think that he'll probably go with somebody who wasn't on the stage because he, he certainly isn't going to pick Ramaswamy because that guy likes attention way too much and there's only one star in the Trump firmament and that's him. Uh, I think somebody like Kirsty Nome, the governor of South Dakota, he's very, very um, impressed with her. I've heard from several people and, and you know, they're in pretty regular contact. Uh, we You'll see with Biden, it seems that it's Kamala Harris. I, you know, I don't know if she's all that keen on the idea. It seems like another four years of she's been nothing but. Yeah, but
0: hold on, so surely for the Democrats. And it was interesting last week, we had lots of Americans in town last week, and I was talking to many of them at events for the American football, and many of them who were Democrats are despairing almost of somebody yeah. of Joe Biden's age running, but they're also worried that if there's seems to be something of a backlash against Kamala Harris because of the fact that she's a woman and because of the color of her skin and the two yep. of those combined. They're saying, well, maybe Joe Biden has to have somebody else there as a bulwark for people to vote for, because if they feel if Joe falls over, at least we have this person who we can trust as president.
2: Yeah, but do you then pander and do you say to somebody, you know, your vice president, I'm sorry, people don't like the fact that you're black and you're a woman. You know, that's unthinkable. That's really unthinkable. And I know that there are concerns. um, And I know that Kamala Harris has not impress people in her capacity as vice president at all partly her fault partly the fault of biden and the team and being given things to do that she just was being set up to fail at basically uh, but uh, i think there's a real problem the american people do not as cal said as you said they don't everyone i speak to they don't want either of them they don't want either of them i think that what might happen is a lot of people will stay home and that will work to trump's advantage okay because cal- his voters are so motivated
0: yeah and the motivation thing is interesting cal Because for all the people who are saying, oh, what an incredible schedule of court appearances Donald Trump is going to have to face next year. Could that actually, in that strange, twisted way that American politics is turning, actually act towards Donald Trump's martyrdom? The more times he appears in court over the next year, the more support he gets.
1: Well, it could be, Matt. We've never seen anything like this before, so it's very, very difficult to predict what will happen. You know, you don't have to do what they used to call back in the 40s and 50s whistle-stop tours. you get on a train, you go from one town to the next, you'd stand on the back of the train, and you'd make a speech, and then you'd go to the next town. Social media, the Internet, all of that uh, has made that uh, irrelevant, although people in Iowa and New Hampshire do like candidates to show up in person. Uh, the, The biggest one, the biggest trial, of course is going to be on march 4th the day before what we call super tuesday when 16 states have their primary elections all at once Uh, i just think the reaction to this mugshot is an indication of uh the, uh, the energy behind a lot of uh, Trump supporters. He's raised, if you can believe this, $7.1 million off a picture of his mugshot. Now, Matt, I think you and Marion have been missing out on this. You need <laughs> to get your pictures on T-shirts and hats. And Marion, that hat, that Trump hat I gave you last summer in <laughs> Wexford, you got to put that mugshot on there and sell it for $500. Be lucky to get seven
0: euro in total, I'd imagine, rather than 7.1 million. But could it be, Marion, when you think about it, given all the court cases that Trump is facing, the odds would suggest he has to go down in at least one of them, doesn't it?
2: Um, yeah, you know what? I think that this court date that Tanya Chutkin has chosen, March fourth, will basically really help Trump to win the primary. It's the day before Super Tuesday. If you look at the states, the next day, it's Alabama, it's Arkansas, it's Minnesota, it's Oklahoma, it's Tennessee, it's Texas. These are all red Trump states, and I think that they will be so outraged by this that they will all. It will really motivate again his followers. I think he's going to. Pre- probably win the primary, but he is not going to win the election. Yeah, and that is, and I think that I've spoken to so many Republicans even who just say, oh God, we wish there was somebody else. About half the Republican Party is passionately in the tank for Trump. The other half is not. But that'll be enough to push him through the primary. But I think an election, if assuming he's not in prison, I don't see how he can win the general election, even though Joe Biden is, talk about not setting the, the electorate on fire either. I mean, he's the last person they want, but he's the last person they want apart from Donald Trump, I think. But as I say, it'll all come to turnout. When you have such a demotivated population, turnout's probably going to be low. Cal, something else
0: in conversations that I had with Americans last week, some of whom were Republicans too rather than Democrats, suggestion that Joe Biden was able to win the last election because he didn't have to campaign because of COVID. But if he has to campaign this time around, then that won't do him any good. What do you make of that?
1: No, I don't think it will, and uh, frankly, I don't think he's going to be out there very much. Uh, The few speeches he's made since uh, announcing that he's going to run again have been with uh, pro-labor groups, very, very friendly and controlled audiences, and uh, using uh, the uh, teleprompter, he gets in trouble when he gets off the teleprompter. He's still slurring his words a lot. There's still many questions, including increasingly now in Democratic circles, and even the mainstream media, New York Times, Washington Post have run columns and editorials concerned about his uh, metal capability and Democrats are also worried about the competency of Kamala Harris, his vice president. Listen, as Jack Kennedy said in a different context in 1960, we can do better than these two. I hope, I wish, I pray.
0: Tell us, Kyle, just for yourself, you're in Florida. How worried are you about the impending hurricane?
1: Well, it looks like it's going to be on the Gulf side of the state of Florida and in the northern section up near uh, Jacksonville and uh, the capital of the state, Tallahassee, and in the Panhandle. Uh, This is uh, an area that last year had a hurricane move up there, too. And uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor who has suspended his presidential campaign to uh, declare a state of emergency and offer uh, advance help to anybody uh, whose property is is damaged, uh, got Great credit last year for the speedy way that he uh, came to to help. And uh, so we'll see how that works this year. But it looks like it's going to be uh, tomorrow over 100 miles an hour, the the hurricane. And uh, these are bad storms, and people should follow the advice of their uh, local uh, uh, officials and uh, not do anything stupid like try to stay in their homes on the water.
0: OK, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much, Carl Thomas and Marion McCone for joining us here on The Last word Today FM. The Last
2: Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today
1: FM.